You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, let's fire it up. Let's get it going. Let's have a lot of fun because it is four quarters to Frisco for four teams left. Semifinal round action here this weekend. Welcome into the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. Let's have some fun, folks. I mean, this is what it's all about, playing it out on the field. You know, one of the items about, you know, the Power Five, the FBS, the whole playoff thing, should we expand it? Should we? Yeah, you should expand it. Come on. Let teams play in a postseason. Quit worrying about where all the dollars go and who gets all the money. Yeah, you got to have an extended, expanded playoff overall. And while the FCS bracket is not perfect by any means, uh, at least these, these teams get to play and they get a chance to play it out and they get to duke it out on the field. Montana State has the chance to go to Sam Houston and knock off the number one seed, which they obviously did last weekend. This game tonight with NDSU and James Madison has got the makings of an instant classic written all over it. Two fan bases that, um, you know, they they have tasted a ton of success. Is there a a spoiled level to it? Yeah, we're spoiled. Uh, I think in a lot of respects on the NDSU side and, and on the JMU side, they're moving up to the FBS after this. This is one of those games these fan bases talk about and dream of, and the buildup for this game inside the Fargo Dome uh, is that of a national championship game. So can't wait. Going to be a blast. Going to be a lot of fun. Let's talk about him here uh, on the pod uh, today. Coming up in, in moments, Dave Rigger will stop by. He is the play-by-play voice of the Dukes of James Madison in his first season at JMU. Uh, a fine play-by-play man, and uh, we look forward to hearing from him here coming up uh, in just moments. Well, you talk about Montana State and South Dakota State, and it's been a, a fun follow for both of these teams, certainly the Bobcats with what they did last weekend, ending Sam Houston's run and ending their winning streak, ending their run in the FCS, I should say, and dis, uh, planting and taking out, dispatching the uh, defending FCS national champions from the springtime as they beat up on the Bearcats 42-19. to Some injury issues there we'll, we'll know more and more about, I think, the closer we get to kickoff. It's a 1 p.m. Central noon local time kick at Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman, Montana. The first home semifinal game for the Bobcats since their national championship season back in 1984. Uh, but, but it's a group led by first-year head coach Brent Vegan. It feels a little Ted Lasso-ish right now, right? They have the Believe sign above 
the the doorway in the locker room and they're slapping it on the way out and they've got this this kind of this this juice about them right now and you know touchdown Tommy Tommy Malott out of Butte Montana just down the road again I don't think he's galvanized this group they didn't need to be galvanized they're a heck of a football team a team that if they would have beaten Montana is, is a top two seed right now we're talking about but they went through the, the transfer portal deal with Matt McKay 48 hours before their second round game with UT Martin. Malak comes on, and, and he has led this group in, in so many ways. And they've got some tremendous talent. Isaiah Fonse is one of the top backs in all of FCS college football. Their defense is really, really good. Chase Benson, Troy Anderson, you know, hopefully Anderson can play. He's been dinged up a little bit and has dealt with injuries throughout his entire career. A guy that's going to have a shot in the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama as well to show off his skill set and his talents. Montana State has the pieces. South Dakota State is the better team. Don't get it twisted. They have more talent. They have more experience They've played in big games here this calendar year, playing in the national championship down in Frisco, essentially returning everyone outside of Mark Gronowski, who tore up his knee early in that title game last May versus Sam Houston. But Chris Oladokun comes in uh, and lights it up and has been a tremendous addition as a graduate student for South Dakota State. SDSU has more talent. I think they're the better team. I think they have everything they need to get to Frisco. But how much juice do they have left? This will be four games in four weekends in four different time zones now around the country uh, for the Jacks. What's left in the tank? And now you're going to face a Montana State team that has uh, uh, confidence. They've got momentum. And you're going to face your toughest atmosphere of the season with the sold-out Bobcat Stadium that's been sold out essentially since the gun went off down in Huntsville late into the night on Saturday. Fascinating game on uh, Saturday afternoon. Again, a noon local, 1 p.m. Central time kick on ESPN2. Can Pierre Strong Jr. go? I think he's the best running back in the country in FCS college football. But if he can't, Isaiah Davis is more than capable, without a doubt, more than capable across the board to carry the load for South Dakota State, who's got the pieces up front in the trenches. They've developed that area. They provide a talent. They've added depth. They have been tremendous uh, to try and slow down Malat, Afonso, and the Montana State uh, attack offensively. And obviously, uh, with what SDSU has in the running game, uh, they have uh, enough talent there as well, led by guys led by the name of West Janant, Mason McCormick, uh, Aaron Johnston, and, and others. So, uh, a group that has the pieces there. What's left? How much is in the tank? Can they handle the environment? Can they handle the road atmosphere in Bozeman? Uh, we're going to find out on Saturday. All right, we roll along here on the FCS Fever podcast. And Friday Night Lights, four quarters to Frisco. Going to be one heck of a football game between two programs that are that are much alike. Have a ton of respect for one another. And for James Madison, this is uh, this is a game that uh, they have a, a strong connection to with their success versus NDSU in the Fargo Dome and uh, looking to make some memories themselves in their final year 
here in the FCS before they head to the Sun Belt uh, very, very soon here. Dave Riggert, their play-by-play voice, kind enough to give us some time uh, on the show. Dave, it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, just give me the vibe overall. I mean, I, I feel like yeah, there's a lot of similarities. NDSU, James Madison, JMU is making the jump to the FBS uh, with ramping up scholarships here uh, starting next season. So this is it, the final run here through the, the FCS. G- give me the sense, give me the vibe around this team and, and this game on your end for this one tonight. Well, there's, a, there's obviously a ton of excitement just about the future for James Madison after it was announced about a month ago that they were going to go to the Sun Belt. Um, everybody was pretty excited about that, but there were there were fans on both sides, and I, I think you've probably dealt with that too with, with the, obviously all the talk about potentially moving up to the FBS. There's people that love FCS football, and there's people that love the playoff scenario and talking with the coaches and players and a lot of fans, that's the one thing they're really going to miss is, is, is what we have tonight, what we have in, in, in the final four. There's a semifinal game. It's a clash of the Titans, and they're really going to miss that. But um, there's a ton of excitement about, about the future moving forward, but they are re- they've been, really been focused. You mentioned the final run. They've tabbed this, the final run, because this will be their final time in the FCS playoffs, and they want to go out go out with a bang, you know, and, and just talking with the team, talking to the players and everything. This is a veteran group with a lot of older players that have been through these playoff games. Um, they've been through all the battles and they want to end it the right way. They're focused. They're confident. Um, they know this program has won in Fargo before, not that this team has, but this program has won here before. So um, there's a ton of confidence and a ton of uh, focus right now, probably more focus right now mm-hmm. the last few weeks than I've seen it the entire year. What's it like in Harrisonburg? And, and you know, take me into that region with the the rivalries out there and what, what awaits James Madison down the road because uh, geography is so important in realignment and JMU finds itself you know, in a spot where there's a lot of uh, old FCS programs nearby and a lot of excitement I know about reconnecting with some of those how would you describe that narrative through the the process of transition a few months ago i think that's the biggest reason they're making the jump is because of their location 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 and and obviously um some places it's easier to 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 get into a conference than others and obviously it's it's difficult in fargo to be able to kind of find the right fit fortunately out there where they're at in harrisonburg um it's it's a great fit. And that's one thing that they have said. Really, 2013, they were looking at it, and the Sun Belt approached them. Um, but it just wasn't the right time. The Sun Belt wasn't established at, at that point in time. But when they decided here this year to go, it was all about having regional rivalries. They're in the Colonial. They've owned the Colonial. But they don't get real excited about William & Mary and Elon. Villanova, yes, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Richmond, sure, because it's two hours down the road. But they just didn't have those rivalries. The fans didn't come out for those games. They didn't really care about those teams, um, as sad as that is. But now with teams like Marshall coming in to the Sun Belt, Old Dominion used to be a huge rival with James Madison uh, back in the day when they were a part of the CAA. They were in the FCS. App State used to be a rival. All of those teams coming in. Coastal Carolina obviously used to be that. So they have five Five teams essentially right there, all within four hours of each other, probably. Yeah. And they'll have those regional rivalries. And then you add in a Georgia State, a Georgia Southern with their success. Obviously, Georgia Southern at the FCS level. Um, that They wanted to do that the right way and have the right regional rivalries 
to get the fans excited, to get the kind of a renewed, obviously fans at NDSU and JMU have been spoiled over the years. And, oh, yeah, we'll come to this game maybe. We'll see what happens. But I think with these games, everything uh, that goes into these games and the rivalries and just going to different stadiums and different teams coming to Harrisonburg, um, it has a lot of people excited. And they wanted to do it the right way and have those regional rivals. And with those teams coming into the Sun Belt, from Conference USA, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, it's like you're hosting my show right now. The the topics. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel like we've been doing this is this has been going on here for for yeah, quite some time. As, no doubt. As Dave Riggard stops by uh, the pod, Kurt Signetti seems like the perfect guy to lead this transition into the FBS, and obviously he has worked wonders and done amazing things at Elon and certainly at JMU as well. He's got obvious connects uh, to the FBS and Power 5 with his his past spots and comes from a big-time football family uh, with his father and, and brother, obviously. How would you describe to people Kurt Signetti, the coach, and the person as you've gotten to know him this season? Coach Signetti, the, 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 the coach, he is all ball all the time. Um, it's, you don't waver too much from that. He's in the Nick Saban tree. He was under Nick Saban for a long time, and you can see a lot of Nick Saban in Kurt Signetti. And obviously that's a good thing with what Nick Saban has done um, over the years. But he is no nonsense when it comes to football. There's not a ton of joking around with him. Um, it's, it's all ball all the time, and he is, he, he is laser-focused. He's got his, his, his uh, ducks in a row and his schedule lined out to a T. Um, working with him even today to get a pregame interview – We've got certain times that we do it and this and that and the other, but he is a fantastic football coach, a great mind, very good offensive mind. Um, there's no question about that. He, he dips his hand in the offense all the time. Um, he's got the last say, even though he's not the offensive coordinator, he will have a lot of conversations with that staff and, and with what they do. Um, but he's all ball all the time. Off the field, um, he, he jokes around a little bit. He's almost It is almost kind of like Nick Saban, Bill Belichick-ish because he'll have – He's kind of got that dry sense of humor and everything like that. Um, you see that off the field at times. And he even does that with the media. He'll take a few jabs at the media every once in a while to do that during his press conferences. But um, he is he's a focused head coach. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for this transition into FBS. I think he understands it being where he was. Um, so I think he knows the type of player that they can get. And um, I just it's, it's fun to see him operate. Somebody was asking me the other day, is, is he really a, a player's coach? He doesn't really seem like it. But Nick Saban doesn't seem like it either. You know, he's, yeah. they're just all ball all the time. But I think players, they recognize that. They understand that. And they want the best for the players. Um, so they love him. There's no question. Talking with Dave Riggert here uh, on the pod as it's NDSU and JMU Friday night and uh, going to be one heck of a football game over four quarters, and who knows, maybe more than that. Could be uh, an extended uh, version uh, with some uh, some free football with the way these two teams match up and how it all plays out. Well, as you lo- have looked at this game, Dave, give me an item from James Madison's perspective that you'll look at and you say, this, this is something they've done well all year long. Uh, this is something that could match up well if it goes right for JMU. Give me an item that – that James Madison and that you within James Madison, you feel confident in with how everything plays out, how the Dukes have played this season? Well, the one thing that I, I think is probably their strength, and it probably is for North Dakota State too, is the defensive line, that front seven. Um, they are the, These are two of the best teams at stopping the run in the FCS. There's just no question about that. Not many teams have, have run wild on James Madison. 
Um, I think that's the biggest key for them defensively. Is just to, They're not going to stop NDSU's run. There's just no question. I mean, they do it too well. They've got too good of players. But if you can contain it and force them into some longer down and distances, I think that'll be the biggest key. A guy like a Mike Green, he missed the first two games of the year, um, was slowed by some injuries early on. I think he's playing his best football this season. He had nine tackles as a defensive tackle last week in the game against Montana. And, and they ran 93 plays, I think it was, and, and had under 300 yards of offense. So um, they, they controlled the ball, but GMU scored quickly. That's why they got the football back. Um, but I, I just, Diamante Tucker-Dorsey, the linebacker, um, is probably playing his best football of his career. He's had double-figure tackles now in a couple of games back-to-back. He had two interceptions two weeks ago, one return for a touchdown, a strip sack, another fumble recovery. So um, they've got guys in the front seven with so much experience and they're just veteran guys that I think have a chance to play at the next level. So if they can contain NDSU's run game a little bit, you're not going to shut it down, but if they can contain it, I think that'll be the key for them defensively. And that's, I think that's the group I probably have the most confidence in. Dave, I look at Cole Johnson's stat line, and I see the 39 touchdowns to two picks, and it reminds me of Trey Lance in 2019 yep. when he had his, <laughs> his zero interception season uh, with 28 touchdown passes that year. And um, – you and I talked earlier in the week. I've got a lot of respect for a guy that can can go through some ups and downs and stick it out, and then, you know, when it's his time, he he shines, and and that's what that's what Cole's done. It feels like from afar. How how would you describe to people Cole Johnson's season and, and what he's accomplished thus far this year? It's interesting you bring up Trey Lance because we were talking about that the other day about how he had the, the zero interception season, and, and Cole one of his ints was actually tipped by his own receiver, okay. so he really only has one yeah. you know, that he. He made a bad throw, and it was returned for a touchdown against New Hampshire. But you're right. I mean, it's a similar type season. It's been a magical season for him. And it's, it's so fun to see a kid. Now, in this day and age, and we see it everywhere, heck, we've seen it this year, if kids aren't getting the playing time, if they don't win the starting job, I'm out. Transfer portal, I'm going to go find somewhere else. Yeah. He's a sixth-year kid. He's the only player on the roster that was suited up in the Fargo Dome the last time these two teams played in Fargo back in 2016. He was in the building. Obviously, he didn't play. He got beat out by Brian Shore, who went on to win the national championship that year. Then he thought he was going to get his time. Ben DiNucci comes in from Pittsburgh, and, and obviously he did great things and, and probably the right move. But Cole Johnson had some starts here and there. He even made a start as a true freshman in that 2016 season and, and threw for almost 400 yards, um, but just never could establish himself as the guy. Even last year in the spring – he got benched against Elon because he was struggling. Yeah. And Coach Signetti said, well, Gage Maloney is going to be the guy this week. He's, he's going to take over as a starting job. And then when COVID situations came, Cole got it back. And then he was tremendous the rest of the season in the playoffs as well. And he's picked up where he left off. It's just been remarkable to see the run that he's had because he has been overlooked. Maybe not even overlooked, but someone's just beat him out. Mm-hmm. Someone's been better at that point in time. So he just worked harder to get better he's so intelligent so smart he gets them in the right play gets them out of the wrong play and one thing that that i think will be key in this football game too is if it's not there he won't force it he'll take a sack he'll take a sack he'll throw it away he'll try and run up and get a couple yards or, or get have a two-yard loss as opposed to try and throw it in the coverage and throw us throw an interception that's part of why he only has two all year he just makes the right play almost every single time and they put so much on him so much of the game plan 
is on number 12 shoulders, and so far this year, he's come through almost every single time. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the wide receivers. I mean, Antoine Wells Jr. and Chris Thornton, you know, first time ever, two 1,000-yard receivers in the same season. And both of these guys tonight, and if JMU is able to to win, play in Frisco, can add to their season totals, both could be single-season record holders in different categories with what they've done this year. How have these guys been able to be so dynamic in this offense together? It's been, they kind of work hand in hand. One guy runs in the slot a lot. The other guy's on the outside. They help each other out. There's a friendly competition on, okay, you had that many catches. You had that many touchdowns. Now I'm going to up you. Um, But that room is is pretty special too. That they're, they're all about one another. And I think the the entire team is all good teams are, if somebody else scores, they're going to be excited. And it's fun to see those guys go back and forth. But Antoine Wells Jr. is already in the top 10 in every category at JMU. And this is his second season. And again, obviously it wasn't even a full season in the, in the spring. So he's still a red shirt freshman. And if he, if he sticks around and stays healthy, then he's going to break all of the, the school records um, at James Madison. And I think this is a word that, that gets thrown out there a little bit, but he is a freak. <laughs> I think Christian Watson for you guys <laughs> is a freak athlete and can do things that you just, you don't see very often. Antoine Wells is that guy. He's just, he's different. Um, he's just made from a different cloth, and that's just him. And, and that's opened things up for Chris Thornton. Chris transferred from VMI after having 88 catches at VMI, but just wasn't the right fit for him. The military just wasn't right for him. So he came over. He sat out a year, then had to sit out through the fall last year. In the spring, he got to play, had 26 catches, played pretty well. But now he's learned the offense better. He knows everything a lot better. And that's the one thing with these two guys they're still pretty new in this offense and still trying to learn everything. And I think that's why it's taken off this fall because they understand it better. They understand Cole better. They have a better relationship with him. And uh, they work hand in hand. They kind of go back and forth. And obviously, if you've got a couple guys like that, it's hard for defense to uh, to defend both guys. going to be a blast. There's no doubt about it. Dave, thanks so much for the time. Great stuff. And we look forward to seeing you here at the Fargo Dome tonight. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem, Jeff. Anytime. Thank you, sir. Hey, college football is rolling, and our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook have an incredible offer for college football fans. For new users, bet $1, just $1 on any game, and if your team scores one point, you get $100 in free bets. Yes, you heard that correctly. $1, one game, $100 in free bets. Here's what you do. Click the link in the show description of the FCS Fever podcast, sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook, and make your first deposit. Make a $1 bet on any team. And if your team scores one point, you get an automatic $100 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It is the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling, and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789, 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $1 wager, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. All right, big thanks to Dave Rickert, the play-by-play voice of the Dukes of James Madison. The final run through the FCS for JMU and, you know, perhaps poetic on both sides for North Dakota State. Road to redemption after a, a spring season falling short of the ultimate prize, getting to Frisco 
and playing for a national championship uh, to face James Madison, the only team that's beaten NDSU in the Fargo Dome in the FCS playoff era. And for JMU, their final run through the bracket, through the FCS, coming up to the Great White North and having to go through the mighty Bison and Title Town once again. Uh, there was a, a nice piece in both multimedia sides. Give a shout out to Scott Anderson from NDSU. It does great work on the uh, the multimedia video side with uh, the hype pieces and and recap highlight videos. It's amazing talent, amazing work. JMU had Khalid Abdullah voice there, uh, kind of their hype video, if you will, uh, previewing this game, talking about James Madison coming here in 2016 and. Even on an NDSU side, it, it was uh, goose bumpish, if you will, uh, with Abdullah, who was the star that night uh, back a little over five years ago. In fact, five years and a day, one day ago, James Madison came into the Fargo Dome and beat NDSU 27 to 17. What do I think about this game? Well, I think you're going to have an instant classic. I think it's a game both fan bases have been begging for. They've been asking for a, a game that goes down to the wire. Maybe a game that goes into overtime. Uh, who knows? But two teams that are very evenly matched and two teams that know who they are and know what they do well. The offensive lines are going to be taxed in this game immensely. The Rams for North Dakota State with the defensive front of JMU led by Mike Green. And for JMU on the other side, NDSU with 45 sacks on the season is two sacks away from tying a single-season record here at North Dakota State University. So they're going to try and come after Cole Johnson. Amazing numbers for Johnson. 39 touchdowns, two interceptions. By the way, he leads the Dukes with six touchdown runs on the season as well. So RPO game is certainly in play here. Uh, The offensive lines, which group will hold up better? The Bison want to run the football. They want to control tempo. They don't want to put Cam Miller in a situation where he's in third and 12 or third and eight all night long. They want to get ahead of the chains. That's a big part of the success for NDSU. And both defenses have stopped the run all season long with NDSU and James Madison right near the top in the country in slowing down the run. Who's going to step up? Who's going to make a big play? Obviously, Christian Watson's health and availability is massive in this contest. He's a game-time decision. And James Madison's dynamic duo of Antoine Wells Jr. and Chris Thornton, two of the best, if not the best, duo at wide receiver in all of FCS college football. So I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Uh, And uh, this is going to be an instant classic on a Friday night inside the Fargo Dome. Let's fire it up. Let's get it going. Let's see what shakes out. Let's see what happens. All right, before I roll into my prediction of what's going to happen, I do want to make mention that uh, big-time game, you talk about bowl games, the Celebration Bowl is tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time between Jackson State and South Carolina State at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Capacity is 75000 I wouldn't be shocked if it sold out. With what Deion Sanders has done at Jackson State this year, what a week for the Sanders household, by the way. Coach Prime named the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year. His son Shadur named the Jerry Rice Award winner as the top freshman in all of FCS college football. And you certainly heard about the ripple effects on signing day of Deion Sanders flipping DB Travis Webster from Florida State, his alma mater, to Jackson State in the FCS with the HBCUs, the number one recruit in the country overall. That's right. That doesn't happen 
unless Deion Sanders is the guy making it happen. And Coach Prime obviously has the swag and has the capability. Here's the other thing about Deion Sanders. He can coach, folks. They're, this Jackson State team is 11-1, and and they are in a position where uh, they're going to win this celebration bowl against South Carolina State tomorrow, again, in 11 a.m. Central Time kick, Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, in Atlanta. Uh, he can coach. He can recruit, obviously. It's going to be fascinating to follow the career arc of Deion Sanders with what he's doing now at Jackson State. If you are a Power 5 AD, how do you not take notice of what Deion Sanders is doing right now. He's got the connects. He's savvy. He can build brands. That's what it's all about in recruiting right now. And in this era of the transfer portal, NIL, all of the above, Deion Sanders is a guy that gets it. He understands it. Watch his career arc, depending on where he wants to go and what he wants to do. Uh, Coach Prime could be making some moves. He's already making moves, folks. But uh, Power 5 suitors, I'm guessing, will be calling and uh, calling here sooner rather than later. All right, prediction time. What's going to happen this weekend in the semifinals? Who is going to match up for the national championship at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas? I'm going to say this. It is going to be uh, two great games, two great games here this weekend. But what's going to happen, in my opinion, you're going to get a clash of the Dakotas, a clash of the Prairie in Frisco, Texas. Both Dakota schools are going to find ways late to win their respective semifinal round games. Give me North Dakota State and South Dakota State in Frisco, Texas, January 8th for the national championship. And let a three-week barrage of trash talk begin between those two fan bases. I'll tell you, Patty Viverito, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, would be grinning ear to ear if this were to come to fruition. All right, that's going to do it for us. Subscribe, like, comment, be a part of the show. Let me know what you think. Should be a fantastic weekend. Big thanks again to Dave Rickert, the play-by-play voice at James Madison. My name is Jeff Colhane. You're locked into the FCS Fever podcast. Enjoy the games, everybody, and we'll have a react Monday to what we saw, how it all went down, and who will be playing in the national title game. Have a great weekend. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.